You're listening to the Witch in the Woods podcast. Mini episode scary story The Haunted Flames. Good afternoon. How are you on this fine day? I'm fine, thank you. And you? Just fine. You must be Annie? I am. And who are you? I'm Paul. I just moved to town, looking for work. Some people said y'all might need some help here. They sent you to the right place. Let me get my father. Thank you kindly. Paul waited for Annie to return with her father, hoping his luck would turn. Ever since his parents had passed away and he had struck out on his own, he had gotten by doing odd jobs and traveling from town to town. He was looking for a place to settle down, and he needed steady work. He met Annie's father with a bright smile, hoping his natural friendliness would win the man over. To Paul's delight, he was hired on the spot as a farmhand. Not only that, Annie's father said they had a place for him to stay, a cabin that he could have for his very own. Paul's grin widened as Annie brought him a basket of vegetables and bread and offered to show him to the cabin. They ventured into the woods behind the farm, following a lightly worn path. Thank you for showing me the way. I'm so grateful for your family's kindness. We'll be happy to have you. My father has been overwhelmed with work. What happened to Hank, your last farmhand? I gathered from your father that he'd moved on suddenly. He passed away. He was an older man and died in his sleep. Although I hope it won't scare you away when I tell you where he died. He died in the cabin I'll be staying in, didn't he? I'm sorry to say that it's true. It doesn't bother me. I'm grateful to have a place to stay and work to do. I would have been happy to sleep in the barn. They continued talking as they walked, and Paul was finding that he enjoyed Annie's company very much indeed. As the cabin came into view, Paul noticed the great stacks of firewood that surrounded it. Whoa. I guess I don't have to worry about chopping wood for a while. Yes, I believe you're set for winter. Hank loved to chop wood, said that it kept him in shape. Annie helped Paul settle into the cabin and then returned to her house, promising him a hearty breakfast in the morning. Paul unpacked his meager belongings and acquainted himself with the cabin, delighted to finally have his very own place. He brought some wood in to make a fire and to cook his supper, silently thanking Hank for the ready firewood. As he arranged the wood in the fireplace, he noticed that there appeared to have been a fire made recently. The hearth was warm to the touch, and he could swear that the ashes had a few embers still burning. He was puzzled, as Annie had said that Hank died months ago, but that didn't mean someone else hadn't stayed here for a night or two. He shrugged it off and enjoyed cooking his very own dinner, settling into his bed by the fire to get a good night's sleep before his first day of work. He was gazing into the flames, his eyes dropping lower when he saw something strange. The fire appeared to be reaching out to him. He rubbed his eyes, sure that he was imagining it, but he could feel the orange heat getting closer. To his amazement, one long flame came so close as to almost lick his nose, and he gasped, pulling away into the bed. He watched as the flame changed form, twisting itself until it was in the shape of an axe. What? Before he could make sense of what he was seeing, the flame began to hack Paul's bed, 
the red hot blade sizzling as it struck his wooden bedpost. Paul gasped and jumped up, running to the other side of the room where the flame couldn't reach. He panted in the corner, watching as the flaming axe retreated into the fireplace. He was too scared to move and watched the fire the entire night, relieved when it was reduced to embers as the morning sun trickled in through the windows. He got up, exhausted and shaky, tiptoeing carefully toward the fireplace. Hazy from his sleepless night, he was starting to doubt what he had seen. Surely it had all been a dream? That hope was dashed, however, when he saw the charred marks on his bedpost. There were black gashes all around where his head would have been, deep gouges that were burned into the wood. He dressed quickly and hurried down the path to the farmhouse, unsure if he should tell his new employer what had happened. Annie greeted him cheerfully with coffee and breakfast as promised, inviting him to sit at their kitchen table as he ate. How is your first night? Were you comfortable? It was... Paul wasn't sure what to say. How would anyone believe him? Wouldn't Annie think he was crazy if he told her what had happened? Did anything strange happen? Why would you ask that? Did it? Paul looked back at Annie, unsure of how to respond, but his face must have told her everything she needed to know. She simply nodded and then sat down next to him, sighing as she began. I wanted to say something yesterday, but I wasn't sure. You see, we've had a few men stay in that cabin since Hank died, a traveler or two and another man who we hoped would help on the farm. They all left after just one night, saying they were too scared to stay there again. They said that the cabin is haunted. I think they were right. I'm not sure if I can face another night there myself. My father refuses to believe the stories, and I'm afraid he won't hire you on if you bring it up. What should I do? I need this job, but that cabin... Paul shivered at the thought of returning, especially now that he knew he wasn't the only one to witness the strange happenings. Annie was thoughtful for a moment, then reached up to her neck and removed her necklace. She placed it in Paul's hand, the gold chain curling into his palm. What's this? Before my mother died, she gave this to me. She said it would always protect me, and I believe it always has. Wear it, and and see if it offers you the same protection. I can't take your necklace. Just try it. Just for one night. If it works, then I know my mother would want you to have it. Before Paul could refuse, he heard Annie's father calling him out to the barn. He quickly slurped down some coffee and ran out to join him, shoving the necklace in his pocket. The day passed quickly, and Paul returned to the cabin worn out from the day's labor. He didn't want to sleep in the cabin again, and had planned to sleep in the barn instead. But when he went to retrieve his things, he found the cabin too cozy and the bed too inviting to refuse it. He tossed some logs into the fireplace, put on Annie's necklace, and hoped for the best. To his surprise, the night passed without incident. The fire had reduced to embers once again as he slept, but there were no new marks on his bedpost. Annie's necklace had worked. He dressed quickly and rushed to tell her, knowing she would be as relieved as he was that it had worked. Months passed, and Paul grew to like Annie and her father more and more as they grew to see him as part of their family. 
Paul was working up the courage to ask Annie for her hand in marriage to join their family officially when his old friend Winston came to town. Winston was someone that Paul had bumped into several times on his travels, and to call him a friend might have been an overstatement. Paul liked Winston well enough, but he wasn't the hard worker that Paul was. He liked to cut corners, and spent most of his time trying to make it look like he had done the work he was supposed to do, instead of just doing it. It was time for the spring planting, and they needed the help on the farm, so when Winston knocked on the door, Annie's father hired him and sent him up to Paul's cabin to spend the night. Paul! Buddy! You're living the life! Winston, what are you doing here? I was traveling around, looking for work. Your boss hired me, said I could come here and bunk with you. Oh, of course. Come on in. I was just making supper. Winston quickly made himself at home, telling Paul all about his travels over the last several months. Paul was enjoying catching up with his friend, and although he hadn't been sure at first, he thought it might be nice to have Winston around. They settled into sleep, and Paul was soon in a deep slumber. Paul! Hey! You awake? When Winston didn't hear a response, he smiled. He had been glad to find work and even happier to find a friend, but during dinner he had also noticed Paul's necklace. Just one look told him the chain was pure gold, and he knew he could sell it for just as much as he would make for weeks of farm work. He crept over to Paul, carefully slipping the chain over his head and into his own pocket. He grinned as he silently gathered his things, already planning how he would spend his unexpected windfall. He was leaning over his pack when he realized that he felt hot. He was so warm he was sweating. He stood up, puzzled, then turned to find himself face to face with a flaming axe. He screamed, dodging as the axe sliced through the air at his head, narrowly grazing his ear. He held his ear and screamed as Paul sat up, looking around wildly at the scene. Winston! My necklace! What have you done? This place is evil! Paul and Winston both dodged the flames, Paul trying to wrench the necklace back as Winston tried to escape. Give it back! No, let's get out of here! The night continued in that manner, and when morning came, Annie and her father were confused when neither Paul or Winston showed up for work. I'll go and check on them, father. Annie ran into the woods, dread filling her stomach. She could smell something burning as she got closer, and she was alarmed to find the entire cabin engulfed in flames. She ran for help, and the townspeople worked together to put out the fire. It was almost nightfall before they were able to enter, and what they saw inside that cabin would haunt them for the rest of their lives. Inside, they found Winston and Paul, dead. No one but Annie knew what had really happened to those men, and she chose never to speak of the incident again. But, if you're ever offered a cabin for the night... One with a healthy supply of firewood and a fireplace still warm with embers. Don't count yourself lucky. Get out of there. Or that night could be your last.
you for listening to the Witch in the Woods podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and follow us on social media at the Witch in the Woods Pod. The Witch in the Woods podcast is a zombie burrito production and was created, written, and executive produced by Becky McLaughlin. The Haunted Flames was directed and audio designed by Becky McLaughlin and features the voice talents of Michael Ackerman as Paul, Sandy Scott as Annie, and Sean Carey as Winston. Thank you for listening and a huge thank you to our Patreon subscribers, Billy and Lynn Hill, Rob Taylor, Sarah Bowers, Kristen Machado, and Amanda Wills. We are so grateful for your support. Until next time.